I'd like to address the fact that Christmas is complicated for adults. Now, when we were kids, it wasn't complicated. You just had to figure out what you were going to tell Santa you wanted and then wait for Christmas morning. But as you get older, it gets more complicated. And you ask, well, how's that? Well, the issue is if you're not married, it's uncomfortable at family get-togethers. And maybe you're being asked, well, when are you going to bring a, a husband or a wife with you? Or when are you getting a ring? And if you're married, it gets complicated. Which family do you spend Christmas with? Which one got Thanksgiving? And then if your parents are divorced and remarried, then you not only have two families, you may have three or four families. And they're all competing for your time, and they're all saying, when are you coming over? And sometimes they even give you the guilt trip that I get periodically from my mother. Well, you know we don't have many more Christmases left here. <laughs> and buying Christmas gifts is complicated. You know, how many of you men are out shopping at 10 p.m. on Christmas Eve at CVS and Walgreens? You know, how many of you have been there and done that? I don't want you to show your hands because let's keep them down. Or how many of you wonderfully newlywed men, when you first got married, believed your wife when she said, oh, you don't have to get me anything for Christmas. Marrying you was enough. Waking up beside you on Christmas morning is all that I need. And, and you believe that lie. <laughs> Christmas is complicated for adults. But Christmas is a magnifying glass on our lives and it exposes our complicated lives. And our lives just aren't as simple as they were. And maybe that's why my DVR is loaded up with a, a Polar Express and, and all these uh, Hallmark Christmas movies that all have a happy ending. And as adults, we discover that it may not happen that way, that Maybe you got hit with a divorce you didn't see coming and you said forever but it didn't happen and now you got to tell the kids or maybe you didn't see the layoff coming even though you were a good employer and now you're gone. Maybe you got a health report from the doctor and you've heard of other people getting them but you never thought about it being you or one of your family members. And that complicated your approach to Christmas. Maybe this is the first Christmas you've spent having lost a loved one, and it's complicated things for this season. And then we come to church, and we hear about Jesus. And here's a question. So if Jesus came, and God is God, why is life so complicated? And that's a fair question. And maybe asking, if God loves me, then why are things so difficult and so complicated? And let me tell you, Jesus didn't come to uncomplicate your life. Jesus came so that no matter how complicated your life gets, you can have peace in your heart and know he's on the throne. Did you hear that? Jesus didn't come to uncomplicate your life. Jesus came so that no matter how complicated your life gets, you can have peace in your heart and know God is on the throne. And you can know that you can handle anything that comes your way not because of who you are, but because of who he is. And I can simplify Christmas with one scripture verse. John 1.14 says, And the word became flesh and dwelled among us. And what John is saying here 
is that God is interested in our lives, so interested that he came in the form of a baby, so that we could know that no matter how complicated life gets, that we really can have the peace of God. And we can walk through it because of who Jesus Christ is. See, Christmas tells us that God got personally involved. And, and many of you have heard the scripture Gary read today, but I got a much more beautiful reading of that scripture. And it may be the first time you really heard and noticed that scripture, but I think this reader does such a much better job than Gary did this morning. Nick? Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. What we see here is Linus reading Luke chapter 2. Now, in that day and age, you have to remember that shepherds were considered unclean. It was a low form of class of people. They were ceremonially unable to enter the temple. And here are the shepherds outside Bethlehem, about five miles from Jerusalem. These ungodly people and the angels appear to them. And every time an angel appears in the Bible, the first thing the angel has to say to somebody is, do not be afraid, because those angels were powerful messengers and deliverers of God's justice. They aren't like the angels' sweet little things that we have on top of Christmas trees. And what we see is the message, the message of Christmas in verse 10 of Luke chapter 2. Do not be afraid. I bring good news of great joy that will be for all people. Where most of you are saying, what good news? All I've got is bad news this year. All I've got is pain this year. And Luke is saying that God sent a Savior because we needed a Savior. And when you meet Jesus, peace comes into your life. Even through your circumstances that may seem difficult, you can have peace. And see, the shepherds weren't just content hearing from the angels about this Jesus. They wanted to go meet him. And when the shepherds did that, they went to Jesus. And after they met Jesus, then they spread the word about Jesus. 
They were very public about their meeting Jesus. And Luke says they returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard. Which were just as they had been told. See, shepherds from this one encounter with Jesus Christ received peace and joy in their life. See, for the shepherds, their circumstances, their life condition didn't change. They were still shepherds, but what did change was on the inside of them. They had peace in their heart, and they had joy just from that one encounter with Jesus Christ. One encounter changed completely the shepherds' complicated lives. And that's what happens to us. Our circumstances don't change. But what's inside of us changes. And Jesus can uncomplicate what is the most complicated life. Because our complications don't have anything to do with our circumstances, but everything to do with whether we're connected with Jesus Christ. And in this Christmas 2015, there there are four questions, I think, that can come from this passage. And there are questions I believe all of us at some point in our life we need to struggle with and find the answers because then we can uncomplicate our lives no matter what we're going through. So these questions tell us why Jesus came. And the first question you see in your bulletin is, who am I? John 1.14 tells us, Jesus Christ became flesh and dwelt among us. If you look around in this world, everyone is looking for who I am. They may word it different, saying, I'm trying to discover myself or I'm trying to find myself. And in today's world, most of the people identify and tie who they are to their image. And if you don't believe that, ask the question of somebody, what would you change about yourself? And what is that one thing you would like different about you and your life? And many times it'll end up a physical appearance. Well, I'd like less belly. I'd like to lose weight. I'd like straighter teeth. I'd like to be about four inches taller. I'd like more money for a nice car. Image is important in our society. In fact, image is everything for many people. And we think if we had those changes, we would feel better about me. But what you discover is when the weight is lost, when you got that car, that job, that house, when you have that uh, cosmetic surgery and change those features, you really don't feel that much better about yourself. The reality is, It isn't an external reality we're dealing with. It's an internal issue. Something isn't right on the inside of us, and there is a big hole in our soul that nothing external can fix. And the problem is, we were born with sin. And face it, we have all wanted to sin at some point in our life, and if there's somebody in there that, that hasn't sinned, then, then it's Jesus himself. And the Bible tells us that that sin separates us from God. So sin complicates our lives. 
Sin separates us from that hole in our life that needs to be filled with God from being filled. Now notice in our story how God came to the unclean shepherds who weren't allowed in the temple and revealed a Savior to them. And that same Savior in the manger is revealed to us because we too are unclean. We too did not deserve to be walking before the throne of God. And we too need a Savior and a counselor in our lives. And Jesus came here to earth, to our reality, so we could go there to eternity. Moral and good people sadly don't go to heaven. People who have Jesus as their Savior go to heaven. So who am I? I'm a sinner separated from God, needing a Savior. But in Christ I'm saved. And I'm guaranteed heaven, eternal life, and an abundant life here on earth. And this is the reason that Jesus came. The second reason Jesus came is to answer the question, why am I here? Ask anyone out there, are you happy? And if not, what would make you happy? And I'll bet they can give you an answer. That includes a better job, more money, travel more. They, they, they know what's going to make them happy, they think. Then ask them, well, what do you want to be remembered for when you die? And I think they'll struggle with that one. And, and they'll say, hmm, never really thought that far ahead. And uh, maybe for helping people or concern. And where they can answer that first question, what makes me happy, but... They can't get to that second one. What do I want to be remembered for if I die? And and the lie we tell ourselves is, once I have this thing, this item that makes me happy, then all of a sudden I'm going to have purpose and meaning and significance. But again, often the thing we think will make us happy doesn't last. And here is millions and billions of dollars being spent on advertising just to tell us what's going to make us happy. But Jesus came because he knew nothing would bring value, satisfaction, and meaning to our lives except him. Imagine that the shepherds thought that their whole value was their sheep. And the more sheep they owned, the more valuable they were. And then came God to the shepherds. God interrupted their lives, and God showed them there was an eternal meeting. There was an eternal value. There was an eternal significance. And God came to offer that eternal meaning to their lives to show the shepherds that they had wrapped their lives up in the wrong values. Values of no eternal significance. So God revealed to them through the angels, and what happened was the shepherd walked away from their sheep and everything they owned to go meet this Jesus. 
And when they met this Jesus, their lives suddenly had meaning. Their lives suddenly had value. Their lives suddenly had significance as their lives had never before. That was the shepherd's story in Luke chapter 2. But that's your story and my story as well. Too many people wrap their lives up in things that, as I've said before, they're not bad things, they're not sinful things. But when you look at those things and look at their eternal value, there isn't any there. They aren't going to last or make a difference eternally. See, Jesus came 2,000 years ago so that our lives on this planet could matter. That our lives on this planet could have eternal significance. Jesus came here so that we could know that our lives have meaning. See, Jesus came to answer the question, who am I? Jesus came to answer the question, why am I here? And Jesus also came to answer the question, where am I going? Everyone born on this earth is going to spend eternity somewhere. And there are a lot of opinions about what happens when you die. There's even all kinds of opinions on how you get to heaven. So the question is, and should be for each and every one of you sitting in here this morning, do you know for sure that you have eternal life through Jesus Christ? And do you know for sure that you will go to heaven? See, eternity is not something we should gamble with. We need to know for sure that we have eternal life in Jesus Christ. And notice what the shepherds did when they heard the message. It said, then they responded to the message, left their sheep, and went to meet Jesus. And after they met Jesus, they walked away and they were filled with joy. Now, why were the shepherds filled with joy? Not because they heard about Jesus, but because they had met Jesus. So the question for all of us today, the question we need to answer is, has there been a time like the shepherds where you met Jesus? Where you had a relationship with Jesus Christ. And see, it's a, it's a simple yes or no answer. It's not a hope so or I think so answer. Salvation is about a person. And the shepherds met that person in Luke chapter 2. Eternity, eternity is too long to gamble with. Does he live in your life? So the question of Christmas is, why did Jesus come here? See, Jesus answered the question, who am I? He answered the question, why am I here? He answers the question, where am I going? Because everyone spends an eternity somewhere in heaven or hell. So where are you now? Where are you in your relationship with Jesus Christ? Because Jesus came to answer the question, does anybody actually care? 2,000 years ago, he came here. Jesus came here so that you could go to heaven. Jesus came here because people needed hope. He came to shepherds before you were born. 
Jesus Christ made arrangements, arrangements 2,000 years ago that are still available today in Christmas 2015. Jesus says in John 14, I go to prepare a place for you. And he also says in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except by me. See, Christmas reminds us that Jesus came to us to uncomplicate our lives. So how would you answer the question, where are you in your relationship with Jesus Christ? And you will find, when you answer that question right, that those four earlier questions can have a positive answer. Suddenly you know, you know who you are in Christ. Suddenly Jesus gives you a mission to accomplish a purpose. And not only that, he gifts you and gives you talents and abilities to accomplish that person. And then he also offers you up eternal security as his follower that you know where you're going when you die. But he also gives you that peace that only he can give to get through your complicated times of life. And as a child of Jesus Christ, you know, even if the rest of the world seems to have abandoned you, you know he cares and he's always there. What better Christmas gift could any of us receive than the gift of Christ? Let us pray. Lord, we gather here this morning just to thank you for your son who was sent down. We thank you for the testimony of the shepherds. We thank you that they showed us that you come to the people that are most far from you, the people that are considered the lowest of the life in the Jewish culture and offer hope. And you give that same hope to us. Now we just pray that as we move from today and towards Christmas that we will just be people that always keep the focus on you and understand that no matter how complicated life gets, you are a God there for us to help us through all that we face and give us peace. It's in your name we pray. Amen.